From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Subscribing to the YouTube page. Today we got a super stack show for you. We're going to be talking about all the fallout from this weekend. We're going to be talking about all the controversy from Dark Side of the Ring. We're going to be talking about last night's Monday Night Raw episode, which I thoroughly enjoyed. So, without further ado, let's get into this goddamn show. If you would like to make a donation to the show, Cash App is the best way. Money signed, De Niro2194. That's D-I-N-E-R-O-2194. Thank you very much for all the help. I know a lot of people saying that they would like to make donations. I'm not asking for donations. People say that they would like to make donations. And for that, I thank you. I have the best fans in the world. Fans from Mexico, Canada, the UK, Germany, Ireland, Australia, Brazil, Chile, Cambodia, Philippines, of course, the United States. Thank you so much for all my fans from around the world. I salute you guys. I love you guys. This is for all of you guys. So let's get into last night's Monday Night Raw episode, an episode that I thoroughly enjoyed. When we started on this podcast, you know, I was not a big fan of Monday Night Raw. And then especially during the pandemic era, it was really shitty. But, you know, we got we got some good shit here and there. Last week's episode of Big E winning the WWE World Heavyweight Champion was one of the greatest moments in the last 10 years for Monday Night Raw. It was one of the best shows for Monday Night Raw, but surprisingly, I thought that this episode was just that much better. From the opening segment, Big E and the New Day reuniting, cutting their promo, from the opening matchup of the night, the Bloodline, Roman Reigns, and the Usos versus The New Day, to Bobby Lashley causing absolute mayhem, to the main event where we got the three-way dance between, wow, three-way dance, this is not ECW, this is the WWE, we got a triple threat match between Bobby Lashley, Big E, 
and Roman Reigns. That match was an absolute banger. But it wasn't even the only banger of the night. We got AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Great fucking match. We have new women tag team champions in Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley. Great match. We had a really fun match between the tag teams of Mansoor and Mustafa Ali versus Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza. That was a really good match. Now, I don't want to be that guy that says, oh, well, this is the AEW effect. AEW is putting on the greatest card ever for a live television show come this upcoming Wednesday. Live from Queens, New York with AEW Dynamite Grand Slam and AEW Rampage Grand Slam this week. They're going all out, no pun intended. So, you know, it would make sense for WWE to put on a really good fucking card to show, hey, you're not coming to our territory and thinking you're going to outdo us on TV. So, Raw went all out. Raw had a great, great, great show. Three hours absolutely flew by like it was one. And I never thought I'd say that. I did like the inclusion, and I think Roman Reigns and the Bloodline added so much to this episode of Raw. And it's a shame that it's going to be only a few appearances, being that, you know, we're going to have the draft again. This draft is so convoluted. This draft is so stupid at this point. Because you got the mix matching, you got the Romans on Raws and the Biggies on SmackDowns, and it's like, listen, why? Harley, my dog, thinks the same thing. Why is it that the WWE can't stick to a draft? See, the draft, the unique rosters are at its best when it stays that way. But when you got super shows like this, like, it means something more because you don't usually see a Roman Reigns on Raw. So, I feel like you either have to have some leeway or you're going to have to have the, you know, the draft actually mean something this time. None of this in-between stuff. But when we get super shows like this, when we get a Roman Reigns on Raw, it, it's fun. And Roman Reigns shows, once again, why he is the head of the table even in there with the almighty Bobby Lashley, even in there with the new WWE champion, Big E, Roman Reigns still stands tall and takes out all. It was a really good match. Other things that I liked from the show, I never thought I'd say this. Are you guys ready? I never thought I'd say this. I liked the Alexa Bliss segment. The Alexa's Playground segment with Charlotte was a great, great segment. Really good segment. We're starting to see signs of Alexa Bliss returning to her old self. We're starting to see signs of Alexa Bliss returning to the Five Feet Fury or whatever the fuck that Charlotte said. We are starting to see signs that she's breaking out of this little girl character, which is good because she had a lot of edge on this show. She took the shits to Charlotte Flair. It was a really, really good segment. I really enjoyed this. And I'm looking forward to this match now because I want to see, is this what brings Charlotte... eh, If this is the match that brings Alexa Bliss back to reality in a way. Charlotte Flair even, you know, mentioned about, you know, stealing, in not these words, but stealing Bray Wyatt's gimmick, which was fucking 
Wow. But anyway, really good segment. I also really enjoyed the matchup between Jeff Hardy and my man Sheamus. My man Sheamus. It's a shame for day. Lost that. I, don't, I think that's how it's. Yo, his old song was a banger. I don't fucking care what anybody says. Sheamus' old song was a banger. Yo, it's a shame for day. Lost that. That shit was fire, bro. I love that song. Anyway, it was a really, really good matchup. Jeff Hardy and Sheamus tore the house down. I thought they had a really good matchup. Everything delivered on this show. Uh, the one thing that I would say was a little whack was Nia Jax versus Shayna Baszler. You know, thought their match could have been a little better. Didn't like the whole segment of... Shayna Baszler breaking the arm of Nia Jax, and Nia Jax just screaming there like a little girl. You can't get sympathy on a bully, let's just say. And Nia Jax comes off like a bully. And we're trying to get sympathy on the bully. Well, it don't really work, you know what I mean? Like, if anything, I could have seen Nia Jax destroying Shayna. Not the other way around. I know Shayna's a real fighter. I know if Shayna wants her, she could just fuck up Nia Jax. But... Come on, man. Like, you're trying to get sympathy on the bully. It don't make much sense. Anyway, this Monday Night Raw definitely got me excited right now for the WWE. We are on a continuous strand of good shows. Monday Night Raw last week was really good. NXT was good. SmackDown was great. First of all, SmackDown the week before that, the Garden was great. So we got great SmackDown, great Raw, great NXT, great SmackDown, great Raw. NXT got to deliver tonight, and then SmackDown got to deliver. But right now, WWE is looking good. It's looking fun. And they have to. They can't be blown out the water by AEW. Because right now, AEW has the best show on TV, in my opinion. I'm not talking ratings. I'm not talking demographics. I'm not talking, you know... Minute by minutes. Just strictly off of having fun. AEW has the best show right now. AEW Dynamite is the most fun wrestling show right now. And they've been here for two and a half years. You can't have the Godfathers, the WWE, just fucking flounder. Of course they had to step it up. And I'm glad that they did. Because more good wrestling is great for the culture. Great wrestling is great I don't want to see anybody run away with the fucking, you know, race here. I would rather great shows on every night so I could enjoy wrestling every night. One thing that I did enjoy but left a lot of controversy was Dark Side of the Ring. When we come back from this commercial break, we're going to be talking about last night's, well, not last night's, last week's Dark Side of the Ring. Plane Ride from Hell. There's a lot of repercussions in the modern day for something that happened 20 years ago. We're going to talk all about it. We're also going to talk about more news and notes, including Owen Hart and AEW, Keith Lee has a new nickname, and the UBS Arena ticket battle between AEW and WWE. So that's how we'll be ending out our show. So stay tuned. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. 
From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy. As Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being, I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics? Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be talking about the news and notes now. You know, we're doing things a little backwards here. News and notes, here we go. We're going to be talking about last week's Dark Side of the Ring episode, The Plane Ride from Hell, which had a lot of controversy covering it. We're also going to be talking about AEW versus WWE, of course, and AEW's big announcement for a Owen Hart partnership. The first time that Owen Hart will be involved with a wrestling company since 1999. Thank you, thank you, thank you, AEW. I am so excited for this. We're going to be talking about all that right now. So let's get into the news and notes around the wrestling world. Starting it out with Keith Lee. Keith Bearcat Lee. The Bearcat. Meow. Meow. What the fuck is a bear cat? Somebody hit me up on Instagram. Send me a picture of a bear cat. What the fuck is a bear cat? Let me tell you something. They really don't know what to do with Keith Lee. They really don't know what to do with this guy. This guy is money. And right now, I feel like every week, you're taking a little bit more money out of his bank account, right? The guy is made for the WWE and slowly but surely they're just taken out of his stock kind of like they do with Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross now has a Sean O'Hare gimmick literally repeating promos and fucking catchphrases from Sean O'Hare from back in the day he, he's supposed to be like this devil's advocate yet yet he comes out dressed like fucking gladiator and now Keith Lee limitless Keith Lee bask in his glory Keith Lee is now going by the Bearcat what the fuck is a Bearcat yo has anybody ever seen the movie the other guys with Will Farrell and Mark Wahlberg and remember that real creepy dude who was married to Will Farrell's character's ex-wife 
Christineth. And he, he's got that beard. He's a little hairy. And he tells Mark Wahlberg, he says, if you could be an animal, what would you be? And he said, me, I'll be a bear dog. Half bear, half dog. <laughs> well, that's the yo. That's what I thought about when fucking Keith Lee, his new nickname is now the Bearcat. Like I, I don't know, man. The WWE needs some creative help when it comes to making new stars. I would rather Limitless Keith go back to NXT and try to rediscover himself than to be floundering here on main event, on superstars, on fucking Raw jobbing out. They don't know if he's a heel. They don't know if he's a baby face. Same thing with fucking Karrion Cross, right? NXT's new look, new feel. Big guys, muscular guys. Something that Karrion Cross is. Karrion Cross has a great build. And you rush him to the main roster, and you don't know what the fuck to do with him. Now, why did you rush him? Why not just keep him in NXT? I mean, shit, you took the title off him to give to Samoa Joe just for Samoa Joe to take the title off himself and fucking give it to fucking Tommaso Ciampa. It's like, you... I don't know. It don't make too much sense. Something that makes... All the sense in the world, though, is Owen Hart, his widow, the co-founder of the Owen Hart Foundation, has partnered up with AEW. And for the first time since 1999, we'll be getting new Owen Hart merchandise. We'll be getting Owen Hart action figures through the AEW line, which, by the way, I love the AEW figures. Shout out to Jazzwares. Shout out to Wicked Cool Toys. We will be getting... Owen Hart as a playable character in the AEW video game. That's fucking awesome. And AEW will hold a two-night tournament called The Owen. I think that it is absolutely beautiful that AEW is commemorating the life of Owen Hart. I am I think that's absolutely beautiful that Martha is allowing AEW to do this as well because Owen Hart meant so much to the wrestling industry. He meant so much to the wrestling business. And the fact that he was never properly celebrated in the wrestling business after his tragic death. You know, I understand why, but it's a shame. And I think that this is just very classy by AEW. And I think that this is just beautiful. And I am so excited to have new Owen Hart merchandise. You know I'm going to cop the Owen Hart shirt. You know I'm going to cop the Owen Hart action figure. You know I'm going to play with Owen Hart in fucking AEW's console game. And I am excited to hear more information on when the Owen Hart tournament, the Memorial Cup, the Owen, will be. Because that is absolutely awesome to have an Owen Hart memorial. Dark Side of the Ring. Now this, this I was going to give its own segment. But a lot of people are talking about it. I'm going to talk about it right here. The Dark Side of the Ring episode from this past Thursday, the episode on the plane ride from hell, was a real black eye to professional wrestling. Not not the episode. What these fucking wrestlers did, you know? I always thought that it was ha-ha and hijinks, you know? Cutting off Michael Hayes' ponytail. Having, uh... Fucking... 
Brock Lesnar and Kurt Hennig fight up on the fucking, in the plane. I thought it was like, haha and hijinks. When you really think about it, and when you really hear all the stories, this is a story of sexual harassment. This is a story of sexual assault. And one man is facing the repercussions from it, and another man is facing the repercussions for defending it. Ric Flair, he is all in the news right now. Ric Flair exposed himself to the stewardess back in the flight in 2002, and he made her touch his his winky, his 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 schlong, his 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 his, his quote unquote hammer. Fucking, you know, absolutely disgusting. And Ric Flair is denying this shit, even though there's eyewitnesses from other wrestlers who said that they saw it. Rob Van Dam said that he saw it. Dustin Rhodes had to stop it. And, you know, I I don't expect much more from Flair. But, like, yeah, this is wrong and disgusting. But what shocked me the most was how Tommy Dreamer went to bat for this guy. Tommy Dreamer went to fucking bat for him. Tommy Dreamer really made it known that he thinks that the stewardess who was telling the story is a liar. He made it well known that if she was telling the truth, she wouldn't have, you know, settled for a for a check and would have took Ric Flair to court and trial. She made it well known that, you know, there's been other there was other aspects to this that made her quiet. And, you know, it's just a sad, sad story. It's a sad, sad look for wrestling, but Tommy Dreamer is currently suspended from Impact Wrestling due to his comments on Dark Side of the Ring. Ric Flair has been taken off Comic-Cons. I know he was supposed to debut for AEW soon. He's probably not going to be debuting anytime soon. You know, this is just a... It, it, It lets you into the darker side of professional wrestlers and the darker side of alcoholism and sexual harassment and the fact that these wrestlers think that they could get away with shit like this just because they're professional wrestlers. I love the Dark Side of the Ring series. I I think it's the greatest docuseries ever. And I just want to say, like, you know, I, I don't condone sexual harassment, sexual assault in any fucking way. And I think that Tommy Dreamer came off like a real prick in this episode. I think Ric Flair came off like a real creep and a disgust in this episode. But yeah, I mean, it's a little sad to say, but I don't expect any better from man-child Ric Flair. And I didn't, you know, expect anything more from the WWE for not having any repercussions on Ric Flair. But the... One thing that I was extremely shocked at is the take that Tommy Dreamer took. Tommy Dreamer, here's a guy with two daughters. Two daughters. And you're defending sexual assault. I know he apologized. I was just taken back by that take. That that hot take by the innovator of violence who, you know, should have stayed silent. Anyway, when we come back, we're going to be talking about AEW versus the WWE in Long Island, New York, the UBS Arena. Right now, there's a lot of talk on who is selling more tickets, who is running 
Long Island, who is running New York. We're going to talk all about AEW versus WWE when it comes to the ticket sales when we come back. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We We just just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being, I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.
Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of talk on who is running New York right now. Is it AEW or is it the WWE? Now, we all know that the WWE's home is New York City. The home arena is the Mecca, Madison Square Garden, which we saw SmackDown in two weeks ago. But with AEW selling out Arthur Ashe Stadium, which has a lot more fans in there than Madison Square Garden, with the WWE running the same venue as AEW in Long Island, the UBS Arena, just a month before, a couple weeks before actually, AEW, and AEW already is close to selling out that show, while WWE has not come close. They have about 8,000 more tickets left to sell. The talk is, is AEW running New York City? Now, we, we've seen that Roman Reigns said in this promo that the WWE runs New York City. Roman Reigns can say whatever the fuck he wants. The numbers don't lie. Right now, the hot show, the hot ticket is all elite wrestling. I even loved last night's Monday Night Raw, but the, uh, come on. Last night's show compared to Roman Reigns. Oh, last night's show with Roman Reigns, Big E, and Bobby Lashley in the main event. Compare that to Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. CM Punk versus Will Hobbs. Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Fucking dude, must I go on? Sting and Darby versus FTR. Fucking Adam Cole and the Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. Like there is so much excitement behind AEW right now. This is a hostile takeover of New York City. So, who, in your opinion, runs New York City? Is it still the WWE? Does the WWE still run New York City? Or is AEW coming for the takeover? I want to know what you guys think. Hit me up in the inbox. Hit me up in the comments below on Instagram at WrestlingDeloreanPod. On Twitter at W underscore DeloreanPod. Shit, you can even comment on TikTok at WrestlingDeloreanPod. Make sure you let me know what you think. Who runs New York City? Who runs New York? Is it AEW? Or is the godfather of New York still the world wrestling entertainment? Let me know what you think. I hope everyone has a great day. Thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I love all my fans from all over the world. I appreciate you guys. Stay tuned because in the incoming days, we're going to be talking about all the changes coming to the podcast starting next week. So make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Check it out. We appreciate all our fans. Yeah, I love you guys. Stay safe, stay positive, stay healthy. Enjoy NXT tonight, NXT 2.0. And just because I fuck with that Kiss song, New York Groove, so much, I'm going to play that shit back and send you guys out of here. Have a good day, y'all.
From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.